0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 4, Text Number 6. Katha mā lakṣitā pavre, Katha mā lakṣitā pavre, Samprāpta kurujaṅgalān, Samprāpta kurujaṅgalān, Unmattamukajara vādh, un matam vicharan gaja savaye vicharan gaja savaye once more kathamalakshita <laughs> paure kathamalakshita paure Samprapta Kuru Jangalan, Sampravta Kuru Jangalan, Unmattamukha Jaravat, unmatta Vicharan Gajasavaye, Vicharan Gajasavaye, <coughs> So we'll go word by word now. Katham, how? Alakshita recognized. Urahi by the citizens. Sampraptaha preaching. Guru Jangalan. The Kuru Jangala provinces. Unmata mad. Mukha dumb. Jaravat stunted. Vicharan wandering. Gajasavaye Hastinapura. Translation. How was he, Shrila Shukadeva, the son of Vyasa, recognized by the citizens when he entered the city of Hastinapura? Now it's called Delhi. After wandering in the provinces of Kuru and Jangala, appearing like a madman, dumb and retarded, So this is a question in text number 6. How was he, Shukdev Goswami, the son of Yastev, recognized? How was he recognized by the citizens when he entered the city of Hastinapur? That is Delhi. After wandering in the province of Kuru and Jangala, appearing like a madman, dumb and retarded, So, he appeared quite different than what he really was. So, was he recognized by the citizens or he was not recognized by the citizens? That's the question here. Because if somebody is appearing like a dumb, retarded personality, like a madman, etc. So, how he could be recognized? That's the question. Purport. The present city of Delhi was formerly known as Hastinapura because it was first established by King Hasti. Goswami Shukadev, after leaving his paternal home, was roaming like a madman and therefore it was very difficult for the citizens to recognize him in his exalted position. So the citizens actually could not recognize him. That's what Prabhupada is saying here. A sage is not therefore recognized by his sight. If you see him, you cannot recognize him. But only by hearing... If you hear him then you can recognize. One should approach a sadhu or great sage not to see what to but to hear him. Don't look at the sadhu but hear him. If one is not prepared to hear the words of a sadhu, then there is no prophet. Shukadev Goswami was a sadhu who could speak on the transcendental activities of the Lord he he did not satisfy the whims of ordinary citizens he was recognized when he spoke on the subject of Bhagavatam and he never attempted jugglery like a magician outwardly he appeared to be a retarded dumb and madman. But, in fact, he was the most elevated, transcendental personality. End of purport. So, here is a very good description of a very great personality that is being analyzed. So, we will try to understand this particular verse and the purport that Śrīla Prabhupāda wrote from that basis. Because uh, there is a contrast here, there is two ways. The question is asked and uh, you have time to hear? Oh, okay is too close it is not loud is the volume is there no oh there's no oh okay i i won't be able to but i'll try my best huh <clears throat> so i'll keep the microphone closer so you can hear there okay so let's discuss this verse Omakyana, Timir, Andasya, Gyanan, Jana, Shalakya, Chakshurun, Militam, Yenatasma, Shri, Gurave, Namaha, Shri, Chaitanya Mano, Wisdom, Sapitam, Yenaputalis, Vam, Rupakada Mayam, Tadati, Swapada, Tikam. Shi, chaitanya Prabhunityan and she had waited that she was to Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Hare, Hare, Ram, Hare, Hare, Ram, 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 Hare, Hare. Text number six of the first canto, chapter four, is a question mark. That how you can recognize a great personality, a great sadhu, a saintly personality. That is the question. And whether the citizens of Delhi did they recognize Shukdev Goswami when he entered the city? Because he looked like a madman. The word used here, unmatta, very mad personality. First of all, he did not have any clothing. He was completely naked, wandering around. So naturally, that is very unusual. Mukha, and he was like a, a dumb. And Jada was uh retarded personality. He looked quite different, just like previously, uh, uh, later on in the uh, uh, example of Jada Bharat. Bharat Maharaj, he had to take three births. After he got attracted to the deer, when he was worshipping... <coughs> when he was worshipping Lord Krishna, uh, by chance in the forest he got attracted with the baby deer, and he started taking care of the baby deer. Then, at that time of death, he uh, could not think of Krishna, and the picture of the deer came to his mind, and he had to enter the body of the deer. So his next birth took place in the womb of a deer, but by krishna's mercy he remembered his previous life that i was the emperor of the whole world i gave up everything i went to forest i was worshiping lord krishna with so much care and attention and everything and then i got distracted by a baby deer and now i am inside the body of the deer so he immediately went to the ashram of the great saintly personalities where they were discussing Bhagavatam. And he would sit down as a deer and listen to Bhagavat, Srimad Bhagavatam. So everybody was wondering why this deer is coming here every day and sitting down with us. They didn't know the previous history of his life. But uh, he uh, spent his life as a deer hearing about Krishna from the pure devotees. And at the end of his dear body, dear life, the uh, next birth he took was his Jad Bharat, a Brahmin boy. And that time also he remembered his two previous lifetimes. That he had to become a deer. he was a king of the whole world before that. So now he decided that he wants to act like a dumb man, a madman. So he refused to learn anything, the brahminical, all the rituals and everything. Worshipping, nothing, mantras, nothing he took interest in. So everybody in the family thought that this boy is useless. Let us send him to the farm, to guard as a guard to guard the farm from animals and thieves. So, uh, anyway, the narration is there about Jad Bharat, and then how he got caught by the dacoits and then released by Mother Durga. Devi. Durga Devi came out of the deity form. She chopped off the all the. Robbers and Akoit's heads and released Jad Bharat. Then he met King Rahugana and Rahugana also could not recognize him uh, uh, and thought that uh, there is something wrong with this fellow. So Rahugana started instructing him. But in the end, Rahugana, the king, great king, he realized his mistake when Jad Bharat started talking, uh, then Rahugan, Maharaj Rahugan understood that, I have made a very big offence to this great saintly personality. He is a self-realized soul, he is a true lover of Krishna, and I have treated him like an ordinary person. So he fell at his feet and begged for forgiveness and he became his disciple. And then uh, the king, King Rahugan, he made his whole kingdom. Krishna conscious, he distributed Krishna consciousness all over his kingdom. So that narration is there in Bhagavatam also. But here we are... uh We have a question here that is asked by the uh, sages that how Shukdev Goswami, because he looked like a madman, (coughs) completely retarded personality, how was he treated by the citizens? So surely the citizens of Delhi, they could not understand. We have seen similar things also here when Prabhupada came to America. A lot of people, most of the people, we uh, we could say that uh, they could not recognize him. That how great a personality he was. Even the 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 young boys and girls who joined the movement in the beginning time, and they became devotees, but uh, initially they were thinking that uh, Swamiji has come from India, old man, old Swami, and uh, he needs our help, so we have to help him. That's all they thought. But uh, many of them, they say now that we we made a mistake, we could not understand how great a personality Srila Prabhupada was and we may have treated him not properly, etc. So, this happens regularly. That great saintly personalities are not understood by the world. Worldly minded people or the regular normal people, they cannot understand the sadhu, saintly personality. And therefore, sometimes what you see is that the people who are not sadhu, they pretend to be a saintly personality and people get cheated. So, number of times people get cheated because they would uh, dress up like a sadhu, sannyasi, saintly personality just to collect the money of a prestige or for some ulterior motive. And because of that, they collect hundreds and thousands of followers, but all of them are finally feeling cheated. When they find out the real uh, uh, personality, that this person is not a sadhu, but he is a wicked Cheater uh, is a pretender. So they feel very bad. This happens regularly. So both the things are there. <clears throat> Here in this case, we have a real sadhu, real, genuine, very great personality in the form of Shukdev Goswami. He is a 16 year old boy he has left his father's place and he is wandering around in different regions finally entering Delhi where Parikshit Maharaj is sitting down on the river bank of Jamuna and he is waiting for the instruction, inspiration from the Lord and for the coming of his Guru Maharaj. Because Parishit Maharaj is also pure, very great pure devotee. He is completely connected with uh, Lord Krishna. All throughout his life from the very birth. All the way. So he is guided always by Lord Krishna. So according to the plan of Krishna he is waiting. And his Guru Maharaj will come in due course of time. So this is the setting here when Shukdev Goswami entered Delhi. (coughs) All the citizens, even though 5000 years ago, citizens were quite good, not like today. If you go in different cities like New York, Los Angeles, Delhi, London, Tokyo, etc. You find the citizens that are not as good in quality as the citizens of Delhi 5,000 years ago. They were quite good. Still, they could not recognize this great sadhu, uh, Shukdev Goswami. So how you can, the question is, how you can recognize such a great personality or a paramhamsa sadhu? Because... He looks like an ordinary personality or sometimes even like a madman, like in this example. So, uh, we have to only look by the uh, Shastra Chakshu, by the eyes of Srimad Bhagavatam. Whatever Bhagavatam says and whatever Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, that what are the qualities of a real, genuine devotee, real, genuine sadhu, paramhamsa, devotee. Those qualities, if we find, then only we can see that, uh, we can recognize him. So what are the qualities, th- that is, we have to see from Srimad Bhagavatam. In Srimad Bhagavatam, ah. Uh, Kapil uh, Kapil Muni is instructing Mother Devahuti and he is saying, Titikshava Karunika Surida Sarvadehinam Ajata Shatrava Shanta Sadava Sadhubhushana. Just a short summary of what qualities you should be looking Titiksha. The sadhu, he must be very tolerant. He can tolerate any kind of situation, any kind of people. (coughs) He has great tolerance. Karunika, he is full of compassion for the fallen conditioned souls. He knows that people are suffering this day and age uh, for various reasons. People are, people in general are suffering from trivitap, from the trident. Three kinds of miseries. And because of that they are always in disturbed, disturbed uh, mentality, disturbed situation. They are going from one trouble into another trouble. So, therefore I have to be very compassionate to them. And I have to try to take them out of their trouble. That is the mood of the sadhu. Karunika. Surida Sarvadehinam. And <clears throat> because of that he is merciful to everyone. Everybody that he meets he is extremely merciful. Not only he is merciful to human beings. He is merciful to all the living entities. Animals, everybody. He is very merciful nature. He is the closest friend. Surida. Just like Lord Krishna is the Surida, in the heart, Krishna is acting as our dear most friend. Similarly, Sadhu, uh, the saintly personality also, acts as our dear most friend. So whatever he does is for our good, is going to help us a lot. That we, we should see from this verse that he is a Suri, the Sarvadehinam. And Ajata-Shatrava, he, is, he has no enemies. The example is there of Yudhishthira Maharaj, he is Ajat shatru Means there is no enemy for him. He never thought anybody as his enemy, even though Duryodhan always wanted to kill yudhishthir Maharaj and the Pandavas, uh, and Mother Kunti and everybody. And he always made plans to kill them. But not even for one second Yudhishthir Maharaj thought that Duryodhan is my enemy. He's my enemy number one. He's always trying, figure, figuring out how to kill me and my brothers. He's always trying his best. But he never thought like that. He thought that this is my cousin. Is little misguided, but I forgive him. I is not my enemy. So even before <coughs> the person would do the offense, the sadhu is able to forgive him. A normal person, as soon as he is offended, he will feel very bad. Why did he offend me? Why did he mistreat me? ...physically, verbally, mentally, anyway. He treated me bad. So now I have to get even with him. That's the normal mentality in the conditioned soul. But here we see the real sadhu nature. Yudhishthir Maharaj, he was able to forgive even his enemies... ...and he didn't think of them as his enemies... Uh, there is an example of Ambrish Maharaj also. Ambrish Maharaj also had that nature. Many devotees, all the great devotees, they have this quality, that they are able to forgive, and they don't think anybody has an enemy. They have no enemy. Ambrish Maharaj, even though was mistreated uh, very badly by Durvasa Muni, he never thought bad about Durvasa Muni. He kept the same respect with, for Durvasa Muni, even though Durvasa tried to kill him. But he did not feel offended. So, this is uh, uh, some examples of the Ajata Shatru, Shanta. And because of these qualities, he is always very peaceful. <coughs> he is able to peacefully chant Hare Krishna peacefully talk about Krishna and peacefully remember Krishna all the time. This is his shanta nature, sadhava sadhu bhushana. So these are some of the bhushana, alankar, some of the decorations on the body of sadhu. So that is a spiritual body. Sadhu has a spiritual body we cannot see with our naked eyes. But with the Shastra Chakshu, we can see these qualities. So, we have to take the guidance of Srimad Bhagavatam. And uh, uh, also in Mahabharata, there is a very nice description. The greatest sadhu that ever came to this world. There is a very nice description. Suvarna Varn Hemango Varangas Chandarangadi. Sanyāsakrita-shama-shānta-nishtā-shānti-parāyana. This particular, the greatest sadhu, his shānta is very peaceful, and he is fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness. Shānti-parāyana. And he, wherever he goes, he distributes peace. Everybody becomes very happy and peaceful, wherever he goes. And he is a sanyasi. He is dressed as a sannyasi. He has golden complexion, suvarna-varna, hemango. And he has chandan on his forehead. He is decorated with chandan. So, you all know who this great sadhu is that is described in Mahabharata. And how he is peacefully chanting Hare Krishna. (coughs) He is peacefully listening to Srimad Bhagavatam, he has only two business, to chant Hare Krishna and hear Srimad Bhagavatam. So, because of this, wherever he goes, he distributes peace and happiness. That's the description from Mahabharata. And in Bhagavatam, first canto, first chapter, text number two, there's a very important quality of sadhu described dharma projita Kaitavotra otra paramo nirmat Vedyam-vastava-matravastu-shivadam tapatraya Unmulanam mulanam srimat bhagvata mahamuni krite srimat-bhagvata-mahamuni-krite-kimvapare-ishvare sadyo-rudya-varudya-tetrakriti-bhi-sushru-shubhi-tachanat. <coughs> that, kaitav-dharma, <coughs> giving up all the other dharmas, Only the sadhu, he only takes up only one dharma. That is his quality. What is his dharma? That to serve Krishna with love and devotion. Serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, with love and devotion. He he has given up everything else. No other business. And because of this he is... Nirmata he is non-envious. So this is the very important quality, non-envious. The sadhu, the real sadhu, he is Ajatashatru <coughs> Shatru and he is non-envious. He doesn't envy anybody. That means he has no Kamakrodha, Madha, Moha, Loba. None of these bad things are in his heart krodh, etc. cannot stay inside, inside his heart. Everybody else in the material world, they are captured by these six enemies, Kamukrod, madmo, loba, lust, anger, greed, etc. Everybody is victimized. And because of that they are acting in many, many bad ways. They are damaging others, they are damaging themselves. All the problems they are going through is because, of the, because they are captured and victimized by these six enemies in the heart. But the sadhu, the great pure devotee, he is Nirmath Sarja. So, these six enemies cannot enter his heart. And because of that, he is able to be beneficial... And he is able to bless everyone that he meets. Everybody is benefited by his sangha, by his association. By hearing him, everybody. Just like Srimad Bhagavatam is beneficial for the whole mankind. Anyone who hears Srimad Bhagavatam, he is benefited immensely. Similarly the uh, this pure devotee paramhansa bhagwat is also just he's like a walking tirtha tirthi kurvanti tirthani swanta uh, he is a pure devotee paramhans devotee he's a walking holy place and wherever he goes he purifies people he blesses people so this is the nature of genuine sadhu, because, of his nirmat sarja, he is non-envious, and he is friendly to everyone, he is beneficial to everyone, so because of that, just like Srimad Bhagavatam, Hare Krishna, is, beneficial to everyone, and wherever Srimad Bhagavatam is distributed, Whoever has the set of Srimad Bhagavatam in his house, he gets blessed every day. He gets benefited every day. Similarly, the pure devotee Paramhamsa Sadhu, he is able to bless everyone that he meets. And whoever listens to him carefully, he gets immense benefit. So this is the quality that is described here. Tapatraya unmulanam Sadhyorudra. So therefore Shushruh Shu Tatshanat. So therefore the advice is given that one should everyone should not only worship but sha, means serve Srimad Bhagavatam by hearing. And serve Srimad Bhagavatam by distributing, by sharing with others. Shushru Shubi, And uh, also, hear from the pure devotee, Paramhansa Bhagavat. Hear from the great Sadhu uh, about Lord Krishna. uh, About the instructions that the Sadhu is giving. So, uh, this is the... uh, mm, idea given in the text number two of the first canto first chapter. And Vishwana Chakravati Thakur says similarly, yasya prasadat bhagwat prasadu yasya prasadat nagati kutopi dhyayam stuvam tasya yasasthi sandhya mande guru charnarvita that this kind of great sadhu, great Paramhans devotee by uh, his prasad, by his mercy, by his blessings. You get the blessings of Lord Krishna, you get the mercy of Lord Krishna, Bhagavad Prasad. So, always try to serve him and make him happy. And never try to make him unhappy. Because if you try to offend or make him unhappy, nagati kutopi you will have very bad destination. (coughs) Therefore, I worship and serve. Yasastri Sandhyam. So, Prabhupada gave us the uh, procedure in Bhakti Yoga. Every day morning we do Guru Puja. Worship Prabhupada. So, that is very good because we are following his instruction. But here in this particular prayer, He says, tri Sandhya. Three times, I worship you and serve you very nicely. Three Sandhya. Three times. In the day. So, uh, anyway, that is Vishwana Chakravarti Thakur's prayer. And Lord Krishna in Srimad Bhagavatam, ninth canto, 4th chapter, text number 68, he is describing the real genuine sadhu. And what is his connection? Sadhavo ridayam mahiyam Sadhunam ridayam toham na jananti na ham tebyo managapi That sadhus are in my heart. They reside in my heart. And I reside in their heart. We are so close to one another that they are always living inside my heart. I don't think about anybody else but the sadhus. And sadhus, they are 24 hours absorbed about me, thinking about me. So we are very close and intimate. Because they don't know anybody else but me. Their whole life is dedicated only for me exclusively. Madanyat. And there is no Anya, there is nobody else but me. In their heart, in their action, in their speech, everything they do is for me. Krishna is saying. And therefore, and I also don't know anybody but only them. I only work to make them happy. That's all my businesses. So this is the close connection Lord Krishna is revealing in the ninth canto to Durvasa Muni uh, about Ambrish Maharaj. That Ambrish Maharaj, how much close he is to me. That Lord Krishna is explaining. And in the tenth cantor, chapter thirty-one, text number nine, the gopis of Vrindavan are describing. Tavakathamritam Tapta Jivanam. Kavibiridam Kalmashapaham. Shravanamangalam. Srimadatatam Buvigrinantite Burida Jana. This great sadhus. They are taking this message, messages of Srimad Bhagavatam all over the world. They are distributing Srimad Bhagavatam all over the world. And they are totally absorbed in Taukathamritam. Uh, their life is totally dedicated and they are absorbed in thinking about Krishna, acting for Krishna. Everything they do is for the benefit of Krishna. And because of that, they are very pure, exalted devotees. And the great personalities are describing them. And immediately, you become free from all the sinful reactions when you come in contact with them, because you hear about Krishna from them. It brings all good, uh, all the happiness in your life, Krishna's, hearing about Krishna's pastimes brings all the happiness in life, and therefore the only business the great pure devotees have is to hear and chant and remember Krishna's past times. So their lives are dedicated to hear and chant about Krishna pastimes. That is what the description is uh, in the 10th Canto. And then in 11th Canto, the great sage, one of the nine Navayogendras, Havi, is instructing Maharaj Nimi, Sarva Bhuteshu Yapaśyat Bhagavat Bhava Atmana, Bhūtāni bhagavat ātman esha sabhāgavata uttama. Who is the greatest devotee, who is the greatest sadhu, who is the Paramhansa? That is described here in this verse, sarva bhūteshu yapaśyat. That he is able to see Lord Krishna in everybody, every personality. He is able to see presence of Lord Krishna. Bhutani Bhagavat Atman Esha. And he is so much connected, with Krishna, that he is able to, reside in the heart of Krishna. And he sees everything, and everybody inside Krishna. He sees Krishna in everybody, and everything inside Krishna also. Both ways, So, he is totally Krishna conscious. So, this is the quality of the Uttam Bhakta or Paramhansa devotee. In our Guru Parampara, everybody is a Paramhansa devotee. We say Paramhansa Parivriyaka kacharya. There are two kinds of Paramhansa devotees. The one kind that is described here in this verse... Is uh, Shukdev Goswami is a Paramanand, and uh, he is acting like a madman. Unmatta, that is the word used here. He, uh, he is acting like a retarded personality, dull, retarded madman. Outwardly, people can think like that when they see him. But when they hear him, they realize, anybody who hears Shukdev, then one can realize he is the most exalted devotee of Lord Krishna. So, uh, that is Paramhamsa, one, one kind. Another is the Paramhamsa Parivrajakacharya. When the Paramhamsa devotee, he steps down a little bit, and he starts preaching Krishna consciousness in order to preach Krishna consciousness all over the world, he acts like a sensible personality, and not like a madman. So, he is coming down one platform. In order to, out of compassion for the foreign conditioned soul, he is taking this position of Parivraja Kacharya, and he is preaching all over the world. So, In our Guru Parampara, we find both the examples. There is the example of Gorkishwar Das Bhavaji Maharaj, Jagannath Das Bhavaji Maharaj, like that, some devotees. They were Paramhamsa, but they were, uh, also they, they did not care about the world. They were only absorbed in chanting Hare Krishna and hearing Bhagavatam. All their life, nothing else. They didn't do anything else, at all. And uh, the other gurus, acharyas in our parampara, they sat down and they wrote books and commentaries on Srimad Bhagavatam. And uh, they went from place to place and they preached Krishna consciousness. And Prabhupada is the prime example, he went all over the world. So we have uh, two kinds of examples of Paramahansa devotees in our Guru Parampara. So how to uh, find and how to recognize a Paramahansa, that is the question being asked here in this verse. And Bhagavatam is giving answers and uh, Bhagavad Gita also. Lord Krishna in the twelfth chapter, text number two, he is saying, uh, Who is the greatest devotee? Who is the best devotee? His mind is totally focused on me. His intelligence is totally focused on me and nothing else. He is totally absorbed in thoughts about me, in activities about making me happy, serving me with love. Always he is absorbed in Krishna consciousness. And 24 hours he is chanting, he is hearing, chanting, remembering, worshipping me. His only business is about me, Krishna is saying. Parayopeta. And he is doing with full love and devotion. His heart is filled with so much feeling for me. He is not mechanical devotee, but he is a real genuine devotee with feeling for me. That is what Krishna is describing in the text number two, twelfth chapter. Some you that is the best devotee, he says. And in 12.13, Bhagavad Gita, 12th chapter, he says, Advesta Sarva Again, adveshta is non-envious. That my devotee, he is not envious to anyone. This is a very great, important quality required for the devotee. That he does not envy anybody. That means he is free from Kama, Krodha, Lobo Loma, he has no lust, anger, greed, etc. He has nothing to gain from this material world. His only interest is to serve Krishna with love and devotion. So, Adveshta, Sarva Bhutanam. is very kind to everybody. Maitra Karuna, he is compassionate and friendly to everyone. Mamo. He is thinking that I have nothing in this material world. I don't want anything in this material world. My only business is to serve Krishna. That's all. nir ahankara. He has no ahankara. Everybody is unhappy in the material world because of ahankara. Because of false ego platform. That I am this body. I am not the spirit soul. I am just a bunch of chemicals. Spirit soul, who knows where the spirit soul is? I don't know spirit soul. I am just the material body. So this false ego platform, because of that, life after life, the conditioned soul is suffering in this material world. As long as he remains on the ahankara false ego platform, he is going to be uh, in miserable situations so this devotee is nirahankara he does not have this problem because i am the devotee is thinking that i am the nitya krishna das nitya krishna das gobi bhartupat kamalayo das Dasanuda. i am servant of the servant of lord krishna so that is the mentality of the uh, pure devotee, Paramahansa devotee, nirahankara, samaddukha, sukha, krami. He forgives everybody and he is not affected by sukha and dukha in this material world. Whatever situation comes, he is able to remain happy in any situation because he is connected with Lord Krishna. Santushta sadatam yogi, yatatma drada nishchaya. Mayar Pitamano Buddhi Yomad Bhakta Same Puriya. Who is very dear devotee to me, Lord Krishna says in 1214 Bhagavad Gita, that my devotee is he is always satisfied. He does not hanker for anything in the material world. And he is con- continuously 24 hours connected with me by chanting, hearing, remembering me. Yatat Because of this, he has firm determination, only one res- res- resolution, determination that I want to achieve the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, I don't want anything else in this world. Mayar Pitamano Buddhi, his intelligence and his mind is totally dedicated to Krishna. Mayar Pitamano Buddhi. Samad Bhakta, that is my real devotee and he is very dear to me. That is what Krishna is saying, statement in 12th chapter, 14th verse. So, these are some of the uh, descriptions of the Paramahansa pure devotees. So what should we do? We should first recognize this kind of devotees. Pure devotees. In the material world, everybody, the conditioned souls, they are going through different situations different different suffering conditions ullad maharaj is saying in seventh canto ninth chapter text number 45 yan maituna digrah me di sukham hitucham kandu ya nen karayo riva dukha dukham tripyanti neha kripana bahudukha baja. That uh, why people are suffering in this material world. Because they are on the bodily platform of life. And they are absorbed in sense gratification. Sense As they are trying more and more. To have sense gratification. The more they are getting dukham. They are, more and more they are getting into miseries, miserable situations. So, this cycle never stops, life after life. Kanduya nenakara yori va dukha dukham. It is a dukha yoni. It produces more uh, misery when somebody wants to is hankering for happiness in the material world and trying for different sense gratificatory processes, then uh, he's he's inviting more troubles in his life. And he never becomes satisfied, he can never feel happiness. So, therefore, the saintly personalities, they take the risk and they give their association to this kind of suffering souls. And they tolerate all kinds of troubles just for the sake of delivering the suffering conditioned souls in this world. And further also, Prahlad Maharaj, 7th Canto, 5th chapter, text number 32, he says, Naishamati Urukramangri. Sprishanta narthapa gamoyadhartha mahiya sam padara jovisekam niskinchananam vinita yavar. Naisha mati, urukrama. That naturally the condition living entity, he does not want to think about Krishna. He has, his mati is going somewhere else. He is thinking about the whole world, everything else. I can think about anything but not Krishna. Don't tell me about Krishna. That is the normal mentality of the conditioned soul. Naisha matik, And because of that he is inviting another. he is inviting one miserable situation to another, he is going from one trouble to another. Why? Because he does not want to think about Krishna. He wants to think about all the other things. Any gossip of the material world is fine. But don't talk to me about Krishna. So, what is the solution for this kind of conditioned soul? He must go and find a pure devotee and take the lotus feet, dust of the lotus feet of the pure devotee and every day rub this dust of the uh, lotus feet of the pure devotees on his head. Mahi Sam, Padra Abhishek. He should do Abhishek of the dust of the pure devotees. Niskinchananam. Niskinchanam word is very important. These pure devotees, they have nothing in this material world. They have no interest. They have nothing to gain. They have no uh, even the idea or the thought does not enter their mind. Their mind is totally focused on serving Krishna with love and devotion. That's all they care. So this kind of devotee you should find out and take the dust of his lotus feet and rub it Do the abhishek on your head with uh, uh, this uh, dust. So that is the advice of Prahlad Maharaj in the 7th canto. And in eleventh uh, canto, Prabuddha Muni, one of the Navayogendra's are instructing also, Nimi, Maharaj Nimi, tasmat gurumprapadyata jigyasu shreya uttama, shabde parecha nishnata, brahmani upashram ashrayam, that therefore you must approach such a great pure devotee, Paramhansa, pure devotee, spiritual master, Guru Prapand, he is, completely knowledgeable about Krishna. He is completely knowledgeable about the Vedic literatures. He has absorbed and digested and assimilated all the Vedic literatures, particularly Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita. And, he is nishnatam shabde Paray. he is able to chant Hare Krishna very purely. Pure vibration of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. And he is always connected and he has taken full shelter of Lord Krishna, Brahmani Upashramasaya. So this kind of qualities when you find in the pure devotee, Paraman's Bhagwat devotee, then what you should do? Guru, immediately make him your guru and take shelter, full shelter of his lotus feet. That is the advice the Muni is giving in 11th canto so, there are so many nice instructions in Srimad Bhagavatam Bhagavad Gita. We take them, we try to understand these instructions, then find the Param. We already, we don't have to find, we already have Paramhans Devotational Prabhupada. We have all the nice, wonderful gurus, Guru Parampara. Everything Lord Krishna has given us, this is... Uh, never happened in the history of mankind, that the benediction, the blessings we are getting, we just have to take advantage, of these blessings, that Lord Krishna is showering, on us, in the form of the great devotees, in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, so, I will end here, if you have any comments or questions, please, you can share, Oh, with everyone, thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Srila ki Krishna.